everyone, welcome to Mecca Talks, your access all areas pass to the beauty, business and lifestyle experts we call our community. I'm Kate Blythe, Chief Marketing Officer here at Mecca. And I'm Zara Wong, Head of Content. In today's episode, Mecca Talks Winter Skin with Mecca skincare expert Lucy Shaw and our resident naturopath Anthea Kalouris. everyone. Welcome to Mecca Talks. I'm back here with Zara. Hi, Zara. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And today, I think we're going to have a really good discussion about skin, but also skin in the winter. I'm so excited for this conversation. I'm super passionate about skincare and moisturising. What sort of moisturiser are you using at the moment? Well, do you know what? It's a funny one because um, as a Brit, I'm used to very, very cold, cold winters. So moving to Australia and that experience of the the months kind of blending together, it's a bit of a different one for my skin. So I've, what I'm using at the moment is Shantikai, and it's a really nourishing, rich um, day moisturiser, which I love, but I have to wear it over serum, otherwise my skin feels really dry. And then I've also been playing around a bit with Cosmetics 27. Oh, yes. Especially the, the Balm, which is... Is it Balm? Balm 27. Balm 27. That's the one that I think a lot of people who maybe aren't so familiar with our brands, they don't really know about that brand. And honestly, I didn't know about it either until I started at Mecca and everyone was like, you have to buy this one product. I'm kind of obsessed with it. And so I use the Balm 27, but I also use the Cosmetic 27 um, mask, which is heaven. I haven't tried that one. Oh, it's beautiful. And I actually ordered it by mistake because I thought I was going to order the Bound 27 and, I, and I've been using that at night time, which has really helped with my skin, actually. So what do you? what is your sc- sort of winter skincare regime, Zara? At the moment, I'm just opened actually a new container of the Touch of Dewy Skin Cream. And I love rotating and trying new things, but I've just gone back to that one and I'm like, oh, you know, like your skin just has a big like sigh of relief because it's like, oh, this one's back. This is a good one. Moisturizer is the one part of your routine that is so integral. And I think so many of our customers and so many people I know always ask us, what's the best moisturizer at Mecca? And moisturizers are super interesting because they've had such a long history. I don't know a lot about the history of moisturizers, Zara, but you seem to have done your research. Can you give us a bit of a rundown? Sure. Moisturisers, they're the basis of our skincare routines and as history tells us, they've been around for quite some time, as early as 3000 BC. From ancient Egyptians to the ancient Chinese, we can see that some of the ingredients come up regularly, like animal fats and oils. They would add their own twists on it as well, using what was around them. The ancient Egyptians added honey, and in ancient China, it would be moon milk, a mud-like substance found in limestone caves. In Central and South America, they use avocados to moisturise and improve glow. Unsurprisingly, avocados are still used in many DIY home remedies and in some popular formulas today, like from Glow Recipe and Kiehl's. Of course, there are some more experimental and, frankly, dangerous ingredients. The Egyptian queen Hatshepsut used a byproduct of burning coal tar, which unsurprisingly led to the cause of her death. Back again in ancient Rome, Some women sought after the excrement of crocodile. In 19th century Britain, an ointment called for the use of mercury and chloride. It's been in the last few decades that things have been getting really interesting and effective, with scientists getting involved in exploring active ingredients like retinols, AHAs and hyaluronic acid. And that brings us to today, with 320 different moisturisers at Mecca alone. Talk about history. That was impressive, Zara. Thanks, Kate. Now let's bring in Lucy Shaw, our skin expert, to find out more. 
If you're listening and not yet familiar with Lucy, she's a walking encyclopedia of skincare. She knows absolutely everything there is to know about skin. And that's precisely why we've invited her in here today. Lucy, tell us, what is going on with our skin right now? Oh, well, firstly, thank you for having me. I feel so lucky to be here talking about skin. It's my favourite topic. Um, And as you both know, I'll talk to anyone who will listen about skin. I think in winter, the weather's changing, the conditions are changing. So naturally, you are going to see a few things popping up. So you might see a bit of flakiness. Your skin might look a little bit more dull. Maybe it gets a little bit more irritated. So lots of things can start happening. um, And that's directly because of the weather conditions and what's happening around us has a great impact on our skin. Do you actually enjoy the change in seasons then? Because it kind of, as a an expert in the space, you can kind of monitor and guide and help educate because it's quite a lovely thing to actually be able to help people through those transitions of seasons. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's, I, I always th- relate it back to, to clothing. It's kind of like you wouldn't wear the same clothing um, in, in the winter as you would in summer. So I think you really need to take the same approach to your skin. And I think now that we have so much more access to information, information is king. So we can really make uh, decisions and customise the choices that we're making with our skin to really suit our individual situation. So what are some things that you think we all should be doing differently during the winter months for our skincare? Okay, well, first thing, I would I would revisit your skincare wardrobe. Um, and I'm I not love sure. that skincare wardrobe. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm totally into that idea. Have a bit of an upgrade. So I always take all, I have a skincare tray in my bathroom. And the reason why I have my skincare on display in my bathroom is because it's a reminder to use it. So take everything off and start start again. So maybe switch out your usual cleanser. So you might use like a or a gel or something that's a little bit more lightweight through the hotter months. Um, Switch it up for maybe a balm or a milk, something that's got a little bit more moisture. Maybe switch out your uh, usual moisturiser and then I'll probably tell you about a few other products that I think you should add to your collection as well. It's a really good point on cleanser though because I have a real aversion to foam cleansers or wash-off cleansers. They really dry my skin out. So I actually use either the... Dr. Dennis Gross, the exfoliation pads, or I use a cream cleanser. Otherwise, it feels like it strips too much out of my skin. Yeah, and if if you do overstrip your skin in winter, um, it, it's more prone to losing moisture um, more so than any other time. So that's going to have a sort of ripple effect uh, and cause more skin issues down the track. So basically what I'm trying to say is you really need to, t- to tailor your approach Um when the weather changes. And I've heard some people say with cleansers that that's something that it doesn't really matter what you use because it's all about the moisture. Moisturiser, is that true? Well, I, I always think of cleansers and moisturisers as your skin maintenance. So this is something that your skin can't go without. And then things like oils, serums, masks and exfoliators, that's when you can um, apply those different products or target a particular concern or a condition with your skin. And I think that's something that people always forget about. They're looking for like the best moisturiser, the best serum, but it's actually thinking about what they need for their skin, right? Yeah. So on that, what's more important, hydrating or moisturising? Is there a difference? Well, I I would say, and you'll hate me for saying this, but it's both. So your skin has to be hydrated to function. It's really important. 
you wouldn't run a marathon without being hydrated. I wouldn't be able to run a marathon for a number of other reasons other than being <laughs> hydrated. Um, but your skin needs to needs to be adequately hydrated for other ingredients to work and products to work. Uh, so that's one thing. But if your skin barrier is compromised, so if your skin's irritated or dry or there's what I would call holes in your skin, it will actually lose that hydration more rapidly. So you actually need both. You need a strong barrier and you need hydration. I'm really obsessed with talking about skin barrier. And honestly, I learned so much about it from talking to you. Can you explain to us what a skin barrier is? Yeah, so your skin barrier, uh, well, first of all, your skin, it's the most important and the largest organ that you have. So your skin's number one job is to keep the outside world out and the inside in. So your skin barrier is made up of a few different things. You've got a layer of oil that sits on top of the skin and this really helps to seal in moisture, but it also helps to look after your skin's microbiome. Um, And then you also need water as well. But as you know, oil and water don't mix. So oil actually sits on top of water And this actually provides a beautiful kind of like a watertight seal and stops that moisture from evaporating because you have to think of your skin as like a lake. It's constantly losing moisture. Um, And then if you, say, go in with some really harsh cleansers or exfoliants and remove all of those natural oils, your skin is going to have holes in it and it will be more prone to irritation and other things getting in and nasty things getting in, basically. And is this something that we can fix with moisturiser? And what do we need to look for in moisturiser to do it? Yeah, so I would look for a moisturiser that's going to really um, be compatible with with your skin, maybe with your skin type. Um, Look for a moisturiser that has a combination of water and oil. Um, I think a lot of people out there try they get scared of oils or they avoid them but your skin actually produces its own oil and it does this for a reason because it really needs it so try and find a formulation that has a bit of both and then you can play around with the textures depending on how dry your skin is or maybe how oily or combination your skin is what do you mean by textures like what sort of textures do we need to look out for for our skin types yeah so a dry skin might like a balm um look out for shea butter i've actually listed a few products down as well uh, and the common denominator was shea butter um and then if you want something a little bit more balancing say you're a combination skin like me i've got an oily t-zone and dry cheeks i like to find something that has um is a moisturizer Uh, because this is a combination of oil and water together. Um, And then if you were really, really oily, you could go for something a little bit lighter in consistency, like a gel or a gel cream. I think it's so interesting hearing you say that, because I have dry skin in places and then oilier skin in different places too. And that has changed as I've got older and I've had children. But using actual oil drops for me is like not great. So it brings out my skin kind of with a bit of rosacea, but then my, the rest of my face really enjoys that. So, and not the, yeah. not the rosacea, but the moisturisation of it. So um, I have to stay clear. So I'm much, much happier in the, the sheer butter kind of hydration space. Are you using a serum? At the moment, like a, a hyaluronic serum. Yep. And then a vitamin C. And then I've also been using the Chantecaille Vital Essence. Vital Essence. Essence? Yes. Oh, good choice. Um, oh, well, I love that. I was going to say um, in winter, vitamin C is always a great go-to because our skin gets a little bit more dull and a bit sluggish. So something to kind of brighten up the complexion is really nice. And I like that you're using hyaluronic acid because that will bind water to your skin to stop it from 
from your skin from losing moisture so quickly. I would say a good sort of moisturizing cream, maybe like the Tatcha Dewy Skin Cream would be Which really nice. Zara said you use as well. You <laughs> That's love the that one, one I love, and I think yeah. it's really good for my skin slightly on the sensitive side. It's great for that. Yeah, so the reason that one pops straight into my head is because it has a, a complex in there of Japanese superfoods and they're really fantastic at calming inflammation. So by wearing that moisturiser, it'll protect your skin from further irritation, but it will calm everything down at the same time. So some takeaways. What are the top five skin hacks? Okay, well, this is probably not a skin hack, but this is just a parting piece of advice is to be kind to your skin in winter. Don't go crazy over cleansing and over exfoliating. So replenish moisture. Um, Think about using an oil and supplementing your skin with oil. Um, So whether that's a facial oil that you could mix in with your moisturiser if you want to bump up the hydration levels or a cleansing oil uh, to balance out the skin. Um, I would use this time to um, focus on brightening and bringing that beautiful glow. So things like hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, maybe in a serum. And then I would say also treat yourself at nighttime. Maybe do an um, overnight mask is a really nice way to kind of drench it and soak it in moisture. What about the skin on your body? Because obviously in winter, your legs get dry, you have patches of dryness in your arms. How do we deal with that, Lucy? Yeah, so um, one of the products that I had actually written down prior to this was um, finding a really fantastic body oil. So I wrote down the Sonsudical Activator 7. If you haven't tried it, you must try this product. You can actually use it on your face, in your hair and on your body. But the best tip that Lucy Vincent, the founder of the brand, it's a Kiwi brand, that she gave me was to actually, um, when you jump out of the shower, don't completely dry yourself off. Um, just sort of pat the skin dry and then apply the Activator 7 or your other body oil or body cream onto damp skin because this will actually lock in that moisture um, and just really soften um, the skin on the arms and legs. And you were talking about face oils before as well and I think some people are really scared about them. What would you tell them about face oils? I mean, trying to get Kate onto face oils. Oh, well, don't worry. We can convince you. I would say, look, if you're new to face oils, don't be scared you can actually just start off by mixing a couple of drops in with the rest of your routine. I'm really time poor and really lazy, so I actually like to do that anyway. I mix a pump of serum, moisturiser and oil together so you can kind of wean yourself onto it um, before you start applying it as a a layer. Um, But don't be scared. Your skin loves oil and it needs it. Thank you so much, Lucy, for coming in. We've had an amazing time talking to you and learning so much about skincare. I think we're going to have you back pretty soon, especially when we get into the summer months, don't you think, Zara? Exactly. We can't wait. Thank you for having me. I'll see you then. So skincare is one way to make your skin look and feel good all year round, especially in winter. But as we know, what we put in our bodies and our lifestyles can play a pretty big role too. Luckily, we've got our resident naturopath, Anthea Kalouris, on the line from our Sydney flagship services suite. Welcome to Mecca Talks, Anthea. Thank you for having me. 
So before we get really deep into talking about all things winter skin and well-being, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your experience and your expertise? Sure. As a naturopath of 26 years, I have a, I have a clinic in Paddington and I have a, a city clinic which I come into Mecca once a month and do my thing as a practitioner where um, we have these one-hour consults and we're looking at the underlying causes and contributing factors as to why people feel the way they feel. Is the science behind it that whatever you put into your body can affect your skin? 100%. We are what we eat. We are how we digest and absorb and process food. Um, we would die without food. So it is like as essential as drinking water, um, clean air, oxygen, so it's, it's such an, an essential part of, of well-being and wellness, just as it is to move the body. Were you always interested in being a naturopath? Yeah, from a very young age. I tell this story a lot, but I discovered a book on my parents' shelf called How to Get Well, and it was by a naturopathic physician, and it's just, it just resonated with me. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful career because you, you're of service and you actually make a difference in people's lives. And... I've, I've always been in this as for as long as I can remember, and I was raised this way. Um, so it's it's a funny one because it's all I know as well. But I made a career out of it. So as we get into the cooler months of winter, what does happen to our bodies, and what can we do to fix it or sort of prevent? Yeah, it's it's really interesting because winter. If we understood how to transition and move with the seasons, we would be better prepared. And I think we've lost um, our nature connections that we're almost forgotten that we're symbiotically connected to nature and what goes on on the outside is affecting us on the inside. But we kind of can live these artificial lives where we're indoors, we're not getting sunlight, we're not getting fresh air, we're not getting clean oxygen, we, we're kind of incubating with others indoors. Um, I think one of the biggest things that is happening is that just a lack of awareness of the different foods on offer, that when it's cooler, we warm up with warming foods, that we eat seasonally what's available to us, more citrus, which is really rich in vitamin C, which is good for immunity. So what's happening is just... I think a seasonal shift that we should sink in with and to be aware that if we're indoors and we're surrounded by others, though we're kind of not in that at the same time at the moment, but we're frightened of poor immune systems because we don't want to get sick, is to do everything that we can do to raise immunity and resilience. Because with the cold weather and seasonal changes comes a drop in immunity. That makes so much sense, especially what you said about seasonal food and how that changes. And you talked about warming food or warming diet. What would you suggest to have a warming diet? That's And that is a good question because I think we should shift, um, breakfast, for instance, should shift from cold smoothies or cold breakfast cereals into poached fruit, into um, warming porridges, into eggs, um, steamed vegetables. I mean, if people really, really, really attach to their smoothie, then we need to add ginger and cinnamon and warming spices. And then more soups and broths and warming slow cooked foods over salads. Because we, we need to wa wa work with the constitution. 
And I think we've talked about this before because I'm of Chinese heritage. So in traditional Chinese medicine, they really believe in warming foods and, you know, ginger and things like that. So it's interesting that you brought it up in your practice as well. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and, and obviously we assess someone's constitution. There are some people who just run hot, whether they've got a thyroid condition in Ayurvedic medicine, that could be called a kapha constitution. And some people who are thin and wiry and nervous are cool even in summer. So there's that seasonal shift, but it's also that individual constitution. And other than seasons, what are the other day-to-day factors that can impact our skin and general well-being? I think other things which we go very specific for skin is making sure that there's adequate um, fats, especially essential fats, which are very anti-inflammatory, lovely vitamin A and D, and E and K2, which are fat-soluble vitamins, which help us assimilate minerals, which are important for skin, um, collagen, for instance. Um, Vitamin C is so specific for skin collagen. So making sure there's, again, fresh fruit and vegetables, but things like citrus and kiwi fruit, um, papaya even, or black currants, all lovely things that are rich in vitamin C. And what about, um, so foods that you would have on a banned list, um, what would those be? (laughs) Anything with vegetable oil. So skip the vegetable oils, safflower, sunflower, cottonseed, soybean, um, corn oil, anything that's canola, anything that's classed under vegetable oils. And the reason being it's versus essential fats, omega-3s, monounsaturated fats like olive oil. And we want anti-inflammatory, you know, really beautiful, supple, lovely anti-inflammatory oils rich in, in all those lovely essential fats. So that would be vegetable oils, refined salts. We want natural salts. We don't want just sodium chloride. We want an array of minerals from a natural salt, whether it's sea salt or a Himalayan salt. Um, Sugar, I mean, sugar is always going to be the enemy. And and I'm not speaking from a place of high church here either. It's not like I don't enjoy a piece of chocolate cake. It's just have your foundational reserve rather than your foundational reserve of nutrition is vegetables, refined salts, processed foods, sugar. Make that really plush, beautiful green reserve of lovely, lovely nutrition that you can draw from. And those other things become the treats. Tea is a winter staple and Anthea, you're a bit of an expert on it. What do you love about tea and why should we be sipping on it, especially now? It's warming, it's it's beautiful and consolidating and it's something you do with friends because, you know, tea and sympathy, tea and empathy, you connect with tea. So we can drink teas for immunity, for energy, for calm and balm, for digestive support. So I think it's the act of preparing the tea from the minute that you boil the kettle to steeping your ingredients to serving the tea to sipping the tea but also what's in it how it serves you and and yes as a tea maker of um gosh so many years I started my own tea company in 2004 um it's and I've been making tea for other people before then it's it's what's in it that also counts. And do we drink tea for enjoyment or do we drink tea for therapy? I love that. And I've got a question and I'm sure many people feel the same, but in summer months, I have so much more energy. As soon as the, you know, the darkness comes and it's darker in the evenings and it's, I just want to go to bed and it's this 
funny thing where my my kind of body clock changes in those months and I kind of want to hibernate so do you have any recommendations for getting that extra just bit of energy so that actually I don't want to go to bed before my children (laughs) that is a very good question we are meant to hibernate so in winter as the sun goes down earlier we're meant to be more indoorsy to protect ourselves from the external environment and this is one of the things that we don't um, live with the seasons. So naturally, if you if we weren't industrialized as human beings, we would be going to bed earlier because there would be no lights. So, and I think it's why when you don't move with the seasons, why people get sick because they're burning the candle at both ends. Going to bed early is not a bad habit. It's sometimes you just need to rest. But why bad habits may form is because people feel overwhelmed, stressed out. And if they feel overwhelmed and stressed out, what is causing that? What is activating their nervous system to go into a fight flight or a freeze, which is like a numb out dissociated state? Like, Because it's from there that addictions and bad habits get created because your energy might be depleted when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed out. You're more reactive. Um, life's by default rather than by choice you don't have much reserve or tolerance or patience so I would come back to pause slow down though that's such a threat to someone who's busy and in this relentless culture of productivity and perfectionism that's like saying what (laughs) I can't slow down I'm going to miss out but sometimes it's what is required is do I need to do as much Can I do less? Can I rest when my body feels burnt out? Um, Am I eating the right foods seasonally? Am I getting enough sleep? So it's come back to yourself and work that out or get guidance or expert advice like from someone like me as to what, what happens? Like why have I suddenly depleted myself in energy? Why is it that I can't recall anything or memorize anything? Sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it takes a little bit of digging. And sometimes it's okay to hibernate. And it's so okay to hibernate. It's such a nice way to be reminded of that from you, Anthea. It is. I can't sleep in though. I'm I'm a bit of a early to bed, up early person. I mean, my sleep in is still like 8am, so it's okay. not too crazy. But early to bed, early to rise, is that's that's perfectly perfect your body likes consistency so even on weekends which is very hard to do but it tells a lot about someone who needs to sleep in on a weekend it means they're burnt out during the week they're exhausted and they need to just you know almost like feel like they're catching up on sleep like recalibration yeah but i think we need to have consistency in the the research shows that the, if you wake up at the same time every day even on weekends and go to bed at the same time even on weekends your body stays healthier it's more of a mark of well-being well, i think that was almost a perfect way to end it Gosh. yeah i've absolutely loved it i could talk to you for hours i'm going to come and see you at the uh, in our flagship store thank you ladies <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Mecca Talks. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your favourite podcast app and you'll be notified as soon as our next episode becomes available. Don't forget to rate, review and share this episode with your friends. To stay up to date on what's going on in the Mechaverse, find us on Instagram at at Beauty or join the conversation in our Mecca Chit Chat Facebook group. You've been listening to Mecca Talks. Thank you for joining us. And I'm on the roll.